Bradley Walsh is on the telly every night, no, every night, as host of the very popular UK game show The Chase. But that doesn't touch the sides of his career in show business, which includes professional football, if indeed that is show business, uh, acting, Coronation Street, Law and Order UK, Doctor Who, The Larkins, singing, two best-selling albums, musical theatre, stand-up comedy, his long-running travel show with his son Barney. It's called Breaking Bad. And it's been recently announced that he's going to be hosting this year's Royal Variety Performance at the Royal Albert Hall in London at the end of the month. 30 years since he was on the iconic show himself. It was actually my big break, Kim. I, um, I was asked to go on it after being seen at the Albert... I was actually at the Albert Hall, appearing at the Albert Hall with Shirley Bassey. And the, the producer of the show, a guy called John K. Cooper... Um, was it at that show that night watching Bassey? We did four nights on the bounce there. It's the end of her tour. What were you doing? Stand-up comedy. I'm actually a, I was a stand-up comic yep, for yep. many, many years, from the age of like 20, 22 to, um, well, funny enough, I did a gig the other week uh, at Milton Keynes because um, I realised I hadn't done a, a gig in 17 years. And so what happened was I was, I had some material I need to do for the Royal Variety. And, and of course, if you're going to do new material, it's very dangerous but, because you don't know what the reaction is going to be. So you have to go and try it out. And so what I decided to do, I rang or my musical director rang, my old musical director rang theatre and they took it straight away. And what happened consequently, the theatre Milton Keynes within a week sold out. And so it sort of spurred us on. We may we may go on tour now because I really, really quite enjoyed it. I did a two Good and a half hour grief. show. How are you going to fit that into your other obligations? Well, uh, I've actually slowed down quite a bit, uh, Kim. Quite honestly, I mean, people people think because I'm t- on television all the time that I'm working all the time. Actually, that's not strictly true. The the things that take up the most of my time, oddly enough, are things like dramas. If I do a drama or light drama, whatever it be, be the Larkins or Law and Order or something like that. That takes up six, anywhere between four to six months of the year. I know, and but you've, I, got, you've said to yourself you've got to hang around for the boring bits and the acting, don't you? That is, that is terrible. That's the most tedious part of it. <laughs> and, um, and so consequently, uh, when we do things like The Chase, we make three a day. We really rattle them off. Do you know what I mean? How do you um, keep your energy levels up? I mean, three a day... You know, it would the danger would be that you would just go through the motions, and you never seem to. Well, there's a there's a secret to that, Kim. If I was doing, I shan't mention them, but if I was doing other shows, I would be bored out of my brains. But the thing is, two shows are never the same on the chase, and I love it. I love it. I was I I've been working on it since its inception, basically, and I've, I've helped. Uh, back in the early days when we were trying to sort of really get it up and running and fine-tune it. So myself, Michael Kelpie, and another couple of, couple of others. And we've sort of got it now. Well, I mean, it's been we've been running like a smooth operation now for probably about eight years. I mean, there's, there's hardly any glitches at all. And it's, it's just a joy. To, and it's funny. 
we have a laugh. Funny enough, when I say I, I haven't done a stand-up gig in 17 years, I do quite a lot of stand-up on the show because it's a bit improv. Yeah, you do. Type. I mean, that's why people love it, really. In New Zealand, you know, we're not interested in watching the Australian rip-off of The Chase. We want to see Bradley Walsh's. Well, that's very <laughs> <laughs> that's very kind Kim and I think because of the um, I, I, I honestly have never seen your, your New Zealand version so I can't pass comment well we don't, we don't as far as I know we don't have a New Zealand version we, we import the Australian version now and again ah oh, okay that's, that's fair enough uh, but, but, but nonetheless uh, here's, here's something that's happened a lot recently right? because of the pandemic and everything that's gone on um, we've had a lot of people come on now on the show, want to win money to spread their wings. And one of their main bucket list uh, experiences they want to do is either take a camper van or whatever it may be to New Zealand. I know. And stra- No, no, seriously, it's quite a lot. And yeah, my- look, mate, I watch the chase. I've Go seen away. them. They all want to come to New Zealand. Yeah, yeah. And, and I always say, look, even our executive producer, Martin Scott, he went to New Zealand in a camper van and loved it. So even... <laughs> You know, my bucket list, on my bucket list, is New Zealand and the Cook Islands. That is a place I've never been, so I need to come. And the Dark Destroyer there, Sean Wallace, always says to me, oh, you must come, Bradders, you must come to the... And and it, I will, but the problem is I can't devote at the moment, I actually can't devote five weeks, because if I don't, if I go for any less than that, I don't think it's it's doing it justice. I can't just go for a week till I go, well, this is... No, 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 you cannot. Off. No, no, no. You were telling me that yes. you were with Shirley Bassey and Correct. that was your entree to yes. the Royal Variety performance, right? Yes. What happened? Yeah, indeed. Uh, well, I was seen uh, by John K. Cooper and they put me on what's called the beginner's slot. It's sort of in the middle of the show and it was myself, a young singer impressionist called Darren Day and Joe Pasquale, the comedian, um, and with the three of us, were the youngsters. I was 30 two at the time i think or 33 and um when i say youngsters when I, that's that's quite young now 30. so 30 years ago um was my first ever appearance for her majesty the queen and uh, and this year i'm hosting it so i actually run the show in 1993 the host of the show was silla black yes yeah. so uh, yeah, no, I'm really looking forward to it. And it's at the Albert Hall. It's been at the Albert Hall a few times. I've played the Albert Who's, Hall. Who has times. it been? Lee Mack's been doing it, hasn't he? Lee Mack hosted, I think, last year. Funny enough, I got a text from Lee a few days ago saying, uh, good luck on the Royal. Um, everyone who's anyone's really hosted it in that respect. But I just, I haven't ever, ever, never, ever been asked, Kim. So now it's nice, 30 years on and, you know, it's a really lovely thing to be able to do. So you went to Milton Keynes to try out some material. Yeah, but you can't just go to Milton Keynes for eight minutes, the eight-minute material. So I took the theatre and um, we took a 15-piece band as well and and did a two-and-a-half-hour <laughs> show. What? Yeah, as you do. And we did a two-and-a-half-hour show. And, and so we're now thinking of taking that on the road next year. And when you say, oh, you know, I've got, like, enough to do, I'm not doing any dramas at the minute which take up all the time. So I don't, I'm not working a massive am- amount. See the chase we've, I shoot all the chases in 50 days. I shoot all of bank blankety blank in five days. I shoot all of beat the chasers in five days. Funny enough. The only thing that takes the time is breaking dad with my son 
Barnes, if we go on the road, we have to do two, two and a half week stints because we can't we can't justify it. And we were supposed to be going to Japan this year, but we can't. So because he's now working down in Wales, he's filming down in Wales. My love. What's he doing? And, uh, he's in a show called Casualty now ah. um, on the sea. Yeah, it's a hospital drama. Was he always going to get into showbiz, Bernie? The thing with Barnes is he he always wanted to be an actor because when he was at school, he took part in all the school plays. Then he got a drama scholarship at his school. And then he went to a place called Guildhall, which is quite a prestigious uh, school of music and drama in London. And he saw, he's now ended up in acting where he wanted to be after being on the road with me. Have you ever seen Breaking Dad out there, Kim? Yeah. Right, Okay. So we were. I've so just watched you in Guatemala. All oh, right. Okay. Cool. So this is our, right. So this is our, that's our fifth series, right? And um, we were at a party one night in Portugal. This is absolutely true. And one of our friends was showing people around. Do you know Peter Jones from uh, Dragons Den? Have you ever seen Dragons Den? I'm not familiar with it, but I know that I know the thing. So we have a we have a business entrepreneur in England who becomes sort of a television personality called Peter Jones. He's, he's, he's eight foot tall and he's just a lovely, lovely man. He's my golfing partner in Portugal. But anyway, look, that's not the end of it. So we're at his house having a party. And then what happened was someone was showing us a piece of footage of someone wing walking on a biplane. And um, I said, I just happened, I stand there with my son and, and Peter and another friend of ours, Dan, a guy called Dan Baldwin. All these names will become relevant in a minute. And anyway, and we're watching this wing walking. And I said, who's that? And the guy said, that's my mum. And I went, that'd be ridiculous. Why would you wing walk? How old your mum? He said, 82. And I I said, crikey, 82. Wow. And then Dan Baldwin, who's standing with us, who owns a company called Hungry Bear Media and is actually the husband of Holly Willoughby, he turned to us and said, (laughs) And he turned to us and he said, he said, Brad, would you do that? I went, don't be ridiculous. Get another drink. Let's have another drink. He went, no, no. Well, could you do that? I went, of course I couldn't. Don't be stupid. Why would I do that? And then he turned to Barney and he said, Barnes, could you get your dad? Could you get your dad to do that? And Barnes said, yeah, I reckon I could. And that's how the idea of the program comes. <laughs> Are you really that's afraid me. of heights? Oh, absolutely. Well, the, the mad thing is, Kim, listen to this. Back in the day when my father was still alive, before he became a cabbie in London, my, my, I used to go to work with my dad and my uncle Louis, who were roofers. So I used to be up ladders on roofs when I was younger. So there was no problem at all. And I think what happens is, as you get older, your mortality sort of hits you and you think, oh, I'm not too sure about this. And I don't, like, I don't ride my motorbike anymore. I've got Harley Davidson. I don't ride it anymore. I'd ride it if it was in Australia or New Zealand or because you know, there's plenty of space, but you can't ride it in England. It's a waste of time. And, and I just, I just, you just lose a bit of confidence. Yeah. We was, um, we went out to Switzerland. We were going to meet some people in the in a in the truck in the in the RV, which I drive by the way. A lot of people don't believe I drive, but I drive it. But I do drive it because I love it. And we were d- dressed up in tuxedos and dicky bows, <laughs> and it was like a James Bond theme. And I said to Barney as we're driving along, and I've got to tell you something about this show. I don't know what we're going to do until we get there. Oh, so really? Barney. Oh, really? So Barney and Dan set it all up and the production team set it up and they just and they say to Barnes, do you think your dad will do this? He'll go, yeah, yeah, he'll do that. And then we turn up and then it's like, oh, my God, are you joking? Yeah. And then, of course, you've made, you've, you're making it for telly, so you've got to really crack on. But anyway, 
So we're driving through Switzerland and I see the Contra Dam in front of me. And the Contra Dam is the dam that in the start of the film, I think it was Goldeneye, that Pierce Brosnan leapt off, bungee jumped off, and it's a thousand feet, right? It's a thousand feet. And it took Wayne Nichols, I think his name was Wayne Nichols, the stuntman, three months to train for it, three months, right? So we get to the a little Contra Dam, and I said to Barnes, what are we doing here? Oh, look, it's a Contra Dam. He went, no, no, I know, Dad. I know, he said, that's why we're dressed up as James Bond. I said, oh, I said, who are we going to meet him? Are we meeting Piers Brosnan? He went, no, we're not meeting Piers Brosnan. I said, oh, I know what we're going to do. We're going to meet Tina Turner. I said, Tina Turner, that's great. T- I love Tina Turner. We're going to meet Tina Turner. I can't believe it. Fantastic. Then we get right up to the to the top of the dam. We had to drop the RV at the bottom because you can't get so ch- cars took us up. They got out. I went, Tina, where's Tina Turner? He went, we're not meeting Tina Turner, Dad. I went, what's that scaffolding over there? He went, that's where you launch yourself off to bungee jump down the... I went, what? Who are you talking about? He said, that's where you launch yourself to bungee jump down the dam. I went, well, you can go away. I said, <laughs> go away. Yeah. I said, I'm right. I said, I'm... And I swear to God, this is what I said. I'm ringing your mum now. That's ridiculous. I'm phoning your mum. That's a joke. You're going to kill me. Anyway, we got to the top of this dam and I looked down. He actually did it. I couldn't, I couldn't do it. That's the only time I couldn't do anything. I was Is that right? You did not do it. No, I couldn't do it. I was physically shaking. Listen to this. So the guys at the top, one was a French guy, one was a German guy. These are the blokes that are running the thing. And uh, he took one of the, <laughs> the French guy. He says, listen, when you stand on that platform, he said, I'll be honest with you, your brain is telling you to go, but your heart, or one way around, your heart is telling you to jump, but your brain is saying, no, no, no. And I said, have you, how many times have you done it? He said, four or five. And it's a thousand feet. It's mad, right? So I said, yeah. So I said to the German guy, <laughs> I said to the German guy, how many times have you done it? He went, are you nuts? I wouldn't do that. <laughs> I said, seriously, you've never, he went, no, 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 no. He said, we had the German commandos here yesterday, and out of 20, only five did it, the German commandos. And I went, well, I ain't. no way. So I had to stand on the edge of the platform. Barney did it. He come did. up and he said, Dad. Barney said, Dad, I wouldn't be doing that if I was you, mate. He said, it's so <laughs> I wouldn't be doing it. And, yeah, I wouldn't be doing that. So anyway, we had a we had a bit of toe blowing. True, he got me a toe blowing, and that was the end of that. I um, I mean, I know you're a good actor, but I saw you, I saw your face as you're about to bike across that wire over the Guatemalan oh. jungle. Yeah, no, no, no. And no, I no. thought, nah, you're not faking that. You are really, no, I'm, really No, terrified. I'm absolutely not. I'm terrified of it. I'm terrified of it. And I don't know where that's come from now. I don't know. Oh, will anybody how... in their right mind to be terrified to do that? Yeah, I don't know how that's manifest itself. And you, the thing is with this game, right, you know you're wired up. You know you're there's, there was, there was a show at the very beginning. I think we were in Holland and I had to, Barney, my lad's really good at rock climbing, right? He loves climbing walls and stuff like that. That's his game. He loves all that. He's terribly good looking, Brad. Well, that's very kind of you. Thank you. I think no, that's but isn't he? Yeah, he is. He's, 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 that's very kind. Yeah, he is. He's all right. He's he's a good lad. But you know what, though, Kim? He's just a nice guy. He's a lovely bloke. He he's seems like, lovely. Yep. Have you always, always got on well with him? Um. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Well, no, not I of mean, course. I mean, you know, people go through stages. Yeah. 
No, no, no. He's never he's never been anything else other than lovely. And and the sad saddened thing is he has to where he's filming at the moment, he lives down in Wales, in Cardiff, and he's been down there for a year, and we don't half miss him. I mean, crikey. He's home funny enough, he's home this weekend and we done our, we really, really miss him. What is he and now? Twenty five? He is twenty five, yeah. Ah. And the interesting thing is, when he was younger, we used to I used to take him on the road and sit at the side of the stage and summer season and stuff like that when we do shows. And he's been in many, many TV studios and stuff like that. But you never really and you have two weeks holiday here and two weeks holiday there. You know, you never really this last six years, five, six years being with him on the road is I, I swear to God, it's the thing for any parent to do with their offspring, because it, we were close. But this is really this has really made us it's unbelievably bonding. Do you know, it's amazing, really. And to see him grow was is is just so heartwarming warming and lovely. And as he I said, the he, um, he of course did the posh training, you know, the guild hall and all the rest of it. What did you do? Pontins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a different type of training. Yeah, that's more. Yeah, I did. You're right. I did. But For I the did, uninitiated, pontins is like butlins. Exactly. Precisely. That's exactly what it is. It's it's blue coats instead of red coats, and it's holiday camp entertainers. Is it still but, going, you know, pontins? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, huh? yeah. And here's the thing, though, Kim. Right, the um. So Barney did all the post training for Guildhall and East 15 and all these places, which are really prestigious. Whereas I didn't, but I'm still at the I'm still at drama drama life courses. I'm I've spent my I'm still at drama school now. Do you see mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, life is life is a, a drama, is it not? You know when people say, "Oh my God, Bradley Walsh, he's so rich now. He's got 15 million quid in the bank." How do they know? Do they make that up? No, what happens is, <clears throat> what happens is anyone, anyone can go on, um, anyone can go on to uh, company's house. There's a, there's a, and we own limited companies and my, I've got, I have companies that do everything. So it's, it's not about what you earn until it's, it's all about other stuff. And okay. it's not, it's certainly not 15 million, that's for sure. So what they do, they probably put, put the odd digit in here and there. So I wouldn't be worrying about that. Listen, if they, if I spend almost most of my money on mortgages. <laughs> if um, on those very high places when you're shutting down things and biking over things, I worry about your health a bit because, you know, we've had these reports that you've got, you know, heart issues and cholesterol issues and now you've got this eye thing called blepharitis. I mean, you need to look after yourself, Bradley. Well, you say that, Kim, but the bleph has been sorted out because I had my eyes operated on. Thank oh, you did. Yeah, a wonderful, yeah, a wonderful um, magician. Magician? No, he's not a magician. <laughs> he it was, was a surgeon. Magician. Surgeon. <laughs> <laughs> a wonderful surgeon called a wonderful surgeon called Naras Joshi in London um, saw me on telly and, and, and I had to go and meet him. And he said, "Well, we can help with that." And they operated on my. What eyes. is it? My, uh, what blepharitis? Yeah. Okay, your what it is? If you blink, or any of your friends or your family, anyone blinks, they secrete oil on the actual ridge of your lids, and that that lubricates your eyeball. Mine didn't do that because all my what they called mimobium glands were blocked, and so what had to happen? That was a question in the pub quiz last night. Mimobium. 
where are the myobium glands? You know yeah. everything. Yep, yep. Well, that's because I, yeah, but if I hadn't have had my eyes done, I wouldn't have known, would I? So mm. what happened is they had to operate on those uh, and clear, clean them out, sort of wash them out, and now they work uh, great. And so I can, I don't have an eye problem anymore. Although I still suffer from hay fever. And what was the other question? Hang on, what was the other question? Oh, you oh, had yeah, the right. cholesterol and the heart business. Yeah, you were listen, a time bomb. You yes, said you were a time bomb. This, yeah, but this is a long, long, this is a long, tedious thing, but I'm going to put it in a nutshell. I do have high cholesterol, but so does my mother. She's 85, right? Uh, we notoriously as a family have high cholesterol. And let me tell you, and all your listeners now, high cholesterol is not going to kill you. It's as simple as that. It's the calcium buildup. Everyone's liver produces cholesterol and you need cholesterol for brain function. And, and cholesterol gets a bad press. It really does. So I have a I have a heart guy called uh, David Dighton who who looks after me. I'm not on statins. Don't have to be on statins. I don't. My heart rate is actually my resting heart rate is 48 to 52, and my blood pressure is 110 over 70. One thing I'm not going to do is die of heart attack. It's as simple no, as that. I'm glad to hear your mother is still with us, Margaret. Right. Margaret. Yeah. Yeah. She's she's still with us. Yeah. She'd need a stick of dynamite to, to move <laughs> Margaret. So she's from Bells Hill in Glasgow. So she's like, oh, yeah. So, so don't, please. It's uh, what, all right. You, you're, the, you're alive and kicking. Well, yeah, but the trouble is, you know, you read stuff in the papers and all of a sudden there's alarm bells. And it's, it, you know, because my dad died of heart failure at 90, how, in 1993, my dad didn't see me do, uh, my dad saw me do the Royal, but didn't see it on the telly. He knew that I'd do the Royal. He wasn't there. He died sort of, I think, two weeks after I did the Royal, three weeks after I did the Royal, the original Royal Variety. Right. And he actually died of heart failure, my dad. And that's what that story was all about. But then uh, again, he was, you know, he wasn't the healthiest dude on the planet. Loving he would have been very happy to see your professional footballing career take off. I mean, I know it didn't take off for long. Well, of the ankles. You got, yeah, but you know what? He was thrilled. He thrilled when I signed pro for Brentford. He was absolutely thrilled and used to come and watch me play the games. But the problem was once you get injuries like mine, you'll then, you, 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 you use half a yard of speed. I was very quick and quite aggressive player. So you use half a yard of speed. And then all of a sudden, you just, you just, all of a sudden overnight, you become not good enough. It's very peculiar. It's a very odd thing, but it's true. So did you always know that you had something else up your sleeve in terms of performance? Or did you think, oh, my God, what am I going to do with my life now? No, no, it was my dad. It was my father's idea, in actual fact, because all I wanted to do was play football. I didn't revise for any of my exams, my O-levels or anything like that. I just didn't. I didn't bother because all I wanted to do was play football. And true enough, I played football for a living. But... You know, I'm not saying to the kids that's what you should do. That's not what you should do. However, we're indoctrinated to to you know learn and learn and learn and learn and then work for someone else. That's what we're indoctrinated to do. But here's the thing, right? I stopped playing football, but I was already I'd al I was already an apprentice engineer at Rolls Royce. So I then went through their technical school. That's where I got all my education. I went through. Was their, that 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 was Rolls Royce helicopter engineering, right? Correct, correct. And I, I, I was lucky enough to get an apprenticeship there. I, I was chosen because I was a local. Pretty lad. funny you did helicopters with that fear of heights you've got, Bradley. Yeah, but listen, Kim, when you're building them, you don't have to go up. <laughs> okay. You know what I mean? And so consequently, you, I, um, 
I ha- always had that engineering background to fall back on if nothing worked. And that's what you've got to have in life, an exit strategy. Mm. That's what you need. You mm. actually do. And, and and I, funny enough, when I was trying to launch the stand-up career after finishing football, I went back into a company in, in Hatfield called Turbine Services, where I used to work for a, a company called, uh, sort of subcontract for a company called Cathay Pacific, where I used to uh, repair their exhaust manifolds, basically, which is, which is not really technically jet engines. It is their manifolds, which is like exhaust uh, housings, really, which is very boring and very tedious. And that was the problem with those jobs. I could teach all my friends to do my job within a fortnight, and yet I trained for five years to do it in the end. And I, so I wasn't really doing what I wanted to do. And so consequently, I left. I thought, right, there's a better life for me than this. So and where did you go working. after that? Is that when you went to Pontence? Yeah, I actually went to um, Spain on holiday. And uh, my foot, my play, my one of my co-players at, at Brentford, a guy called Bob Booker, he uh, went on to play for Sheffield United. He said, "Brad, don't worry about being let go because I basically got sacked from Brentford because um, I was all I was on the treatment bench and they didn't want to afford to keep having paying me to have treatment. They'd just rather get rid of me if I'm not going to play in the first team constantly." So we went on holiday to Mallorca and I won the talent show, doing an impression of Norman Wisdom and then a bloke. <laughs> Did you? Yeah, yeah, I won the talent show and it was packed and everyone was standing up cheering and I and you know and we were like six old pro footballers and me messing around and uh and then a guy came up to me afterwards and he said, Have you ever thought about being an entertainer? I went, Well, yeah, I sort of have and he went, Well, here's my card. I'm the boss of this place and it was called Holiday Club Pontinental. Not Continental, but Continental because it was the arm the international arm of Pontins. And he gave me a card and he said when you get back to England, apply for a job as a blue coat. So I did, and I got it. I got the job as a blue coat, and that's how it all started. Yeah. When so you you're go. on the chase, you yeah. sometimes, I know you do, you pretend that you didn't know something, that either you did know or the question's written down and the answer in front of you anyway. But what you know a lot about, and I reckon you never pretend you don't know about, is the movies and you know everything about the movies you know why because i love them i love old but i love old movies if you ask me anything about new movies you know marvel and all that i don't i i don't know but i it's a, i'm a very it's a very peculiar thing but i love old films i love I, so i've got a lovely dressing room here and i've got a big old telly in my dressing room here so in at lunch i come i i sit in my dressing room uh, put the telly on and I watch old movies because there's stations in the UK, probably as in New Zealand, where they just run old movies because I love them. I, I absolutely love them. And um, I, do, I love all the old actors. I love all the old music. I love all the old directors. I just do. I just I, And so consequently, it's just, I think it's passive sort of knowledge on that old stuff. But you're right on our show on The Chase. If I get a question right and I know a question, I tell everyone because I'm thrilled. I'm actually thrilled, especially if it's right. If it's one, if the contestant doesn't get it and the chaser doesn't get it and I know it, I'm absolutely made up. Yeah, yeah. I love that. I love it. <laughs> How cinnamon I worry about him. He's so lovely. Yeah, he's a great lad. He's a really nice guy, Paul. And um, his he, Parkinson's uh, not looking good for him, is it? Well, I just I think he manages it brilliantly, and I think yeah, he, he really just, does. Well, not just that he he doesn't let it affect him. He's brilliant. 
and more to the point, he's he's on the he does a lot of stand up shows and his radio show. He's he's in tip top condition. Yeah, he says he can't he can't dance so much anymore, which you know he couldn't dance before Kim. Don't let him fool you. He's a shocking dancer. He's like, I can't dance, and he's worse than me. All right, I need I need to ask you that question then. What do you do to relax? I watch telly. I do play you? golf or watch telly. Yeah, I sit on a beach if I can. And uh, or I watch TV. Yeah. And what do you watch on the TV? I watch a lot, lot of documentaries about. Oh, no, this is so boring. Like <laughs> how to rebuild cars, engineering, <laughs> the pharaohs, how they built stuff. Who built the built the pyramids? It closed, oh, yeah. No, I, no, no. that's I, good. UFOs. I watch stuff like that. I don't watch any reality TV. I'd rather eat my own feet. Oh, yeah. All right, so you're not a fan of reality television? Not a fan at all, no. Mm-mm. Absolutely not, no. Um, if you, why you've, you've why do people love it so, do you think? I think because they've, once again, I think it's indoctrination. I think once you put stuff on the telly and don't put anything else other that than that on the telly, people get attuned into watching that stuff. That's what I think it is. I don't, I, if you put, if you took all the reality TV off, put quiz shows on everyone would love quiz shows it's just the way it is it's conditioning there's no question i believe but i might be wrong i might be wrong but i just I, and there's too much reality tv on the telly at the moment you know among your many achievements you've made two best-selling albums yes uh chasing dreams and when you're smiling Correct. and i want yes. you to pick a track from one of them and we'll play it blimey Okay, here we go. Here we go. What? There's a, I did it for Desert Island Discs. There's only uh, one real song, right? Uh, and it's That's Life. Okay. Yeah. That's Life. I can hear it in my head. Give me a bar or two now. Of what? The song? Yeah. What? That? Are you kidding? What? No. That's Life? You don't know what the song That's Life is? You yeah, I do. I want you to sing a little bit for me now. <laughs> what? God alive. No, I'm not doing that, Kim. Oh. You, I'm from the other side of the world. You cannot even do, no, I'm That's not doing so that. so disappointing. I'm so disappointed in you. You've gone to high places and you've jumped off things. You can't give me a couple of bars of That's Life. <laughs> no, what time is it here? Uh, well, okay, 9.30. Uh, sadly not, no. Uh, <laughs> if I, if if I, I got you a couple of minutes earlier, everything had been fine. Look, it's lovely uh, talking to you. Yeah, Kim, great, mate. Thank you. Now, listen, Take good it. luck in all. What are you going to do now? You're finishing up. I understand. I'm going, I don't know. I've got you know grandchildren, Brad. That's brilliant. The great thing about that is you've got all that that wonderful time now to spend with him as well. Yeah, you know? well, bear that in mind because you've got grandchildren yourself. Yeah, I have a grandson, so it's great. That's great. There you Love are. Him. There you are. Yeah. All right. Great. Take care. Cheers, Kim. Good luck, mate. Bye. Bye-bye, bye.